So, dear brothers and sisters, uh, very often the Lord uses images and farming images and figs and sheep and goats and, and different things that, uh, in order to communicate very, very deep truths. But uh, sometimes, due to our Irish weather, we might not be too familiar with how these things work. When it comes to olives and figs, we just we don't really know. Uh, when I was in seminary, I lived in seminary in Rome, and so in front of our house there was a, a beautiful vineyard and uh, the, the, the neighbour who owned the field actually, uh, the, the wine that he produced when we moved in, he called his wine from that moment on then Vino dei Preti, which is the pre- priest wine. So you know, the way, like often like you have that wines called Diavolo, dev, devil wine or something, ours was called the priest wine. Uh, so that was, that was uh, available for sale there in Rome. And yeah, the, along with those, along with the vineyard then, there were figs and olives. And olive trees as well are very, very particular in how they have to be pruned because you prune and olives, they grow, olive trees grow very, very, very slowly. Uh, but when they do, then they produce incredible fruit. Uh, but you, you, you prune an olive tree like a, like a hand, like that, basically. So the olive tree should be hollow in the middle uh, so, and then you prune it so all the branches fall down. That way it's easier to harvest and you get fuller olives and all this kind of stuff. So remember once we were out pruning them and one of our... One of, our, one of our African seminarians who had never really seen an olive tree before, maybe he should have been given better instruction, I don't know. He stripped the tree bare. There was, so there was a trunk and then like three branches like that and that was it, like they were, they were bald out. We, one of our Italian neighbours ran across the field in something close to rage, going, che state facendo? What on earth are you doing? You're killing it. Uh, so they take these things really, really personally. So when it, com- when it comes to olives and figs and all these kind of things, the cultures that have them, they understand them, they get them. Now, one thing I didn't know about, about fig trees is that fig trees, they, when they're planted, they don't have any fruit for about four or five years. The roots go deep and wide, so they take up a lot of room. And so if they're not producing anything, they're kind of a real waste of space because you could put something like vines in there and get way more produce out of the ground. So they take up a lot of room. The, the, I said the, the, the roots go deep and wide. But ordinarily, once they start producing a crop after about five years, they produce two crops a year. So we're, we're not used to that in Ireland. We don't have the weather to produce two crops a year in anything. Uh, but, but they can. Obviously, they grow in hotter countries. So they produce two crops a year. So basically, an, a fig tree should almost have, have, have fruit on it constantly. And if not then, like there are large branches on it, large leaves on it, it's always good for something. So with that in mind, this, this whole story makes, makes a little more sense, this, this parable. Look here, for three years now, I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and finding none. How many crops should he have found? Six. Six different crops. For three years now, I found nothing. So this tree was really an awful waste of time. It was, it was, it was a complete waste, right? And then the, the, the man who looks after the vineyard says, look, give me one more year. I'll dig around it. I'll get some decayed horse manure. Apparently it's good for that kind of thing. And uh, we'll dig around it. We'll, we'll try and manure it up a bit and see if we get fruit next year. If not, then we'll cut it down. So there is a time limit. There is a time limit to these things, which I think is a somewhat startling reminder to each one of us. We get a limited amount of time here on earth. And that's it. We get a limited amount of time. I don't know how long mine will be. You don't know how long yours is going to be. 85, 90, 95, who knows? That's, that's the number of years we're going to get. 
Uh, so we have a limited amount of time to bear fruit. And sometimes when it comes to, to living our faith, we, we kind of see it like, like, like maybe driving. If you're driving, right, uh, on the road, and you don't speed, and you don't double park, and you don't overtake on a, on a double white line or wherever you're not supposed to, coming up to a bend, that's, kind of, that's good driving, right? That's good driving. Just don't do anything bad. And once you don't do anything bad, then, then that's, 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 that's sufficient. And at times we can kind of apply that mentality to our faith. Just don't do anything bad. So I'm a really good husband, you know? I've never once tried to kill my wife. Now, I did cook once, and she accused me of trying to kill her, but that wasn't, it wasn't, it was just, okay. Or, or like, I'm, you know, I'm a really good husband. I've never betrayed my wife. Jenny, like, is that, is that the bar? Just kind of don't do anything bad. What the Lord is asking us to do in, as regards our faith isn't just not to do anything bad, but to do something good. It's, it's kind of a change of mentality, as opposed to just, just not doing anything terribly awful. I'm supposed to actually produce fruit. So as opposed to just not being a bad husband, I'm supposed to give myself for my wife, my children. As opposed to just not being a bad priest, you know, I'm supposed to actually give myself out of love for my parish and parishioners and whoever whoever's entrusted to my care. So the goal isn't just don't do bad things, but actually produce fruit. And fruit that will last. So that's a kind of a, an interesting question for us to ask ourselves. In your life right now, what fruit are you producing? You might say, well, I go to Mass. Great, that's absolutely wonderful. So now what I asked, though. I asked, what fruit are you producing? Because it's, it's good to go to Mass, but going to Mass then gives us the grace that we need to produce fruit. So what fruit are you producing? It's, it's, as I say, it's, it's kind of a, a startling question because, as I say, for many of us, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ticking the boxes. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm, uh, I'm paying my taxes. I don't speed. I recycle. I pray every now and again. Okay, what fruit are you producing? <clears throat> Mother Teresa has a, a beautiful prayer uh, which speaks about fruit. And she says, the fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. So the more we pray, the deeper our faith becomes. The fruit of faith is love. So the more faith I have, the more I believe in the Lord, follow what he wants, draw from his graces, the more I'm capable of loving. The fruit of faith is love. <clears throat> The fruit of love is service. When I love, then I want to go out and serve the other. When I love, I want to go out and lift the other up. When I go out, when I, when I, when I love, I get under those who need it and support them. And then the fruit of service is peace. When we serve out of love, it gives us interior peace. <clears throat> there was a, a girl born in 1970 in Italy uh, called Chiara, Chiara Badano, Claire, Claire Badano in English, Chiara, Chiara Luce, she was nicknamed. She was part of the Focolari movement. And uh, wonderful girl, full of life, full of joy, loved tennis, loved jeans, and uh, 
was a real kind of sparky personality. Uh, in her mid-teens, <clears throat> she was playing tennis and got an awful pain in her leg. Uh, so she went to the doctor, they did some examinations and discovered that she had bone cancer. So she was a, a girl of profound faith from a family of, of, of faith. And her reaction, her response to being diagnosed with bone cancer, which was to prove terminal in the end, was to say, Lord, if you want this, I want this too. Lord, if you want this, I want this too. And so obviously she uh, had to give up all the sport and the, the cancer got worse and her health started to fail. And then with the chemo, she lost her hair. And as the, her hair was coming out in clumps, she said, Lord, if you want this, I offer this to you too. And friends would come to see her. You know, often when you go to visit someone who's sick, uh, you go with the goal or idea of, I suppose in Ireland you, you bring them grapes, that's kind of what we do, and then you eat the grapes yourself. Is, a, is that still a thing? You visit people in hospital and eat, eat the grapes that you brought. Uh, but you go, you go to, to visit a sick person with the idea of, of supporting them, lifting them up somehow. But all, the, all of the guests that came to see Chiara would go home saying, my goodness, we feel so good after meeting her. Because she'd be so joyful so full of life and even though she knew now that her time was limited every day she saw it as a gift every day I have every 24 hour period of my life is a gift I'm going to fill it with as much love as I can I'm going to fill it with as much joy as I can which effectively then is I'm going to fill it with as much fruit as I can she died at the age of 18 died in 1990 and Thousands of people uh, attended her funeral. All of them had been touched by the, the, the short life of this girl who knew how to, how to bear fruit without like, writing any books, without holding any conferences, just living the day as it was with as much joy, living her circumstances as they were with as much love as she could put into them, turning every day into a prayer. And this is what you and I are called to do not just to avoid the bad things but to bear fruit to to draw to bring our own hearts closer to the lord and then because we've experienced the love of the lord to draw others with us there's that expression i heard back years ago in the the, the charismatic movement if if you were accused of being a catholic would there be enough evidence to convict you if you were accused of being catholic would there be enough evidence to convict you? Do we go out to bear fruit? Or do we keep it all to ourselves and just avoid the bad things? What fruit are you bearing now? And if you look at yourself and say, well, I think I could be doing more, good, start now. This is, this is Lent. This is this, this period of turning our hearts back to God, not wasting any time because our time is limited. There's three years that this fig tree hasn't produced any fruit. And the, vine, the, the man who works there says, give me one more year, but our time is limited. So if there's something we need to, to do or change, there's somewhere where we see, we know we can bear more fruit, let's do it now. Let's start now. So we ask the Lord Jesus to guide us through these last weeks of Lent. We ask for uh, an ever more open heart to the Lord we ask for an ever more open heart to his guidance to his healing that in 
this period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we may experience the presence of the Lord, who is compassion and love. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honour. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One, that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also, there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is is not cheap, and uh, we do need uh, benefactors' help to, to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.